Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. to church this morning. Good to be here. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Robin. I'm the pastor here at Bridge City Church and um, my joy and pleasure to bring the word today. I want to read to you from the book of John today. Um, John chapter 2, I think the scripture's going up in a minute and um, yeah, I'm reading from the New King James. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing to 20 or 30 gallons. And for those of you who don't know imperial, 20 or 30 gallons is about 113 litres apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim and he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. And when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory And his disciples believed in him. Father, we thank you for your word. And in this house we declare that from Genesis through to Revelation, your word is truth. And your word is what we build on. Your word is what we cling to. Your word is a lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. Your word, Father God, is directional. It's correctional. It's comforting. It's, Lord God, your love letter to us, and it's your plan for us. And, Father, as I bring this word now, I pray you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer to bring a picture to every heart and to every mind of what, not what I want to say, but what you would speak to your precious children here today and those that are listening online. I commit this time into your hands, give you all the praise and all the honour and all the glory. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Here we've got the story of Christ, the first miracle that Jesus did, and it was in Cana in Galilee. And it was a marriage, it was a wedding. Probably one or both of the people in the, in the marriage party were known to Jesus. Jesus' mother was there, Jesus' disciples were there, and weddings were a great celebration. Weddings in Israel are always done on the third day, which is Tuesday. 
And the third day is the blessing day for weddings and it's still done in Israel to this day that weddings are on a Tuesday. Traditionally here it's always been a Saturday but in recent times it's whenever you can get a booking and get a cheapest, <laughs> cheapest hire place to have your wedding. But um, in Israel it's third day. It's first, the first miracle of Jesus that's recorded that, he do, that he's done. Um, and it's, it, it speaks of the mystical union of, of man and wife, husband and wife, but also of the bride of Christ, which is us and Jesus and our relationship with God through Jesus. Um, weddings were great celebrations. They, they often went for a week at a time. Could you imagine paying a catering bill for a week of a wedding feast? Yeah, no. <laughs> but that's how it was. But it's, it's uh, the culture of the times as well. And I know also that, you know, celebrations are part of life. But also there's times to, to, to grieve. There are times to laugh. There are times to celebrate. And that is the nature of what life is all about. But in those times of joy, when we who, who believe in Jesus know that he is leading us and guiding us by his spirit, when he is setting a path for us and we're walking in that path, we know that we can trust in our God. Just like Chelsea said in her communion, that that trust in God is implicit. That trust in God is unshakable no matter what is happening in our life whether it's a, a time of grief or a journey that is a bit difficult. We're going through tough times. Um, looks like Australia is about to have a change of government. Our times are in God's hands and whoever God puts in place, we can believe that God will work through those circumstances and situations no matter what side of politics you're sitting on because we have a higher power. We can pray to God and we can believe God for the miracles that we need in our lives despite those that are in, in place because God is greater, God is bigger, God is sovereign. Amen. Amen. So pray for those who are in government. Pray for them. Pray for God's will to be done in their lives, God's will to be done in the decisions that they make. And that's our responsibility as children of God, to pray for those in authority. And then we can trust God with the circumstances. So, out of politics, back to the wedding. So there's the wedding and everyone's sitting there and they're all having a wonderful time. They're all in, enjoying themselves and then there's this first inkling of something's gone wrong. Who's ever been at a party and then there's a troublemaker that comes in and, you know, there's a little bit of a vibe happening and you're like, wow, what happened there? Well, in this instance, there's a problem and it was Jesus' mother that came and brought it to Jesus' attention. And he said, we've run out of wine. She said, we've run out of wine. What should we do? Big problem. Wine was a staple of their lives. It was a celebration. And when we have lack in our life, we know that, you know, when everything is, is supplied for us or we are working hard to do the things and get the things that we need in our life, we can coast along nicely. But the minute that lack comes or inflation hits and the things that we used to buy for a dollar less than they are now, you know, all of a sudden those prices go up and it's like we, we are confronted with the reality of life in the world which is beyond our control. So at this wedding, the wine had run out. 
And when we have expectations in our life, when there are expectations of things we need or things that we want to do or things that we look for that are not there or disappointment with circumstances or people, you know, we can, we can withdraw. We can withdraw and cut ourselves off. We can get angry. We can become resentful or we can take it to God. And what did Jesus say to his mother? Woman, what has that to do with me? And then he said, tell them, go and do whatever needs to be done. My paraphrase. You look it up afterwards. But the woman went away. The wife, the mother went away. Jesus' mother, Mary, went away and said, whatever he says, you do it. So it really spoke to me about the fact that when we have lack in our life, when there are things that are not going in our life, we've got to go to Jesus, tell him about it. Tell him, look, this is not happening. Why is this not happening? And then he said, whatever, she said, whatever he says, do it. So whatever God answers you with when you go to him with those needs and when you have the lack and when you have the disappointment or even when you have incredible joy and you're afraid that the joy is going to stop. Lord, what do I do with this? What do I do? And then listen as he speaks to you and downloads to you the things that he wants you to have, wants you to do, wants you to know and get into his word so that he can direct your path. His word is a lamp to our feet. His word is a light unto our path. And we can trust in the nature of God, trust him in the things that we know, but trust him also that step of faith in the things that we don't know because God is good and his plan for you is good every single day one of our days of our lives, even though those days may be hard and we may be challenged. The other thing that sticks out to me is the pots. They're earthen vessels. Those pots were empty. They're filled with water because they are ritual for cleaning. They were not meant to be drunk. And what God does is he takes hold of Jesus and says, right, we're going to take the wine from the pots that are there, which are used for cleansing. And I think about the pots and I think about us as earthen vessels. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, we have this treasure, that's the treasure of the power of the Holy Spirit, in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power is all of him and not of us. So that to me says we are earthen vessels, we are breakable I like to think of myself sometimes as an earthen vessel that is very cracked, so you can call me a crackpot. But I like to think also that if I've got the treasure of Jesus in my heart and the Holy Spirit in me, if I'm cracked, that's how the light gets out. If I'm cracked, that's how I shine for Jesus. And we can all say that because we've all walked through stuff. We're all walking through stuff and we will walk through more stuff as well. But if the excellence of the power that is in us is all of him and not of us, then he gets all the glory because he's awesome. He is awesome and we can trust him that we would be filled with the Holy Spirit daily, daily coming to him, Lord, I'm nothing without you. Daily coming to him and saying, Lord, I need you more. Daily coming to him and saying, I cannot do this, but in my weakness is your strength made perfect and trusting him with the day that he is going to walk you out through. Does that make sense? Walk you through wherever you go. (laughs) 
filled with the Holy Spirit, no matter what the quality of life, the good and the not so good, before we come to him, the moment that we say, take hold of us, Lord, take hold of our pots, we surrender our life to Jesus and say, fill us, Lord, with your spirit. We say to him, Lord God, not my will, but your will be done. We can, we can walk knowing that every step we take when we're in obedience to him, he is leading us by his spirit. That our weakness, our frailty, we exchange for his power because God says those he calls, he equips. He gives us the hope of the tomorrow, but he gives us the power to walk the day out so that our tomorrow is filled with the hope that he's downloading to us today. He's amazing. He is amazing. Lord, I'm empty. I'm an empty pot. Fill me for your glory. You see, he is the potter and we are the clay. Isaiah 64 verse 8. But now, O Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are the potter. And all we are, the work of your hand. So if we allow God to work in us what he wants to work, then the result is in his hands. We're not to look at our brothers or sisters and say, I want to be that shape. I want to look like that pot. You allow God to work in you what is good and perfect in his sight for you. Because you are one of a kind. There is no one like you. God has created you for good works. God has created you with a purpose and a plan in mind that is to give you a future and give you a hope when you seek him with all your heart. We can lay aside the weight that would hinder us. We can lay aside those things of our past. The past is done. We cannot change our past. But we can walk in the fullness of God for our future, for our today. We've got to deal with the consequences of our past, absolutely. But when we come to Jesus and we say, Lord, I want you to be my saviour and Lord, I give my life to you now, we are washed and cleansed, we're under the blood, we're forgiven, we're set free and his plan for us begins to download and outwork in our life and though we may need to deal with some of the consequences of the past, we have newness of life. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The old is gone. Behold, all has become new. We are reconciled to God. And God's plan for your life is far better than any parent's plan for you, any philosopher's plan for you, any political's plan for you. No matter what you've walked in, God's plan is the best. Amen? Amen. Amen. So what does God want to use you for? What has God placed in your heart? In your pot, what are you holding? What have you got? The dreams and the hopes and the plans. What's in your heart to do? And sometimes through the cracks of life, these things seep out and we lose it. But we never lose the seed of what God has put in our life to do. We never lose the seed of his word and his plan. And when we allow him to fill us and he plugs all the gaps up in our life and brings us the healing we need, then we know that his perfect will can and will be done with us as we walk in him. I'm sorry I am so passionate about this message today. Am I too excited? <laughs> 
I know what God has done in my life. I know what God is doing in my life. I think I know what he's doing in my future, but I don't care about the future because today is the day we have. Today is the day that God has given us. We will rejoice in him today. We will walk in him today. We will triumph in him today, no matter what the circumstances look like. If God is for you, who can be against you? Not a one. We're winners in Christ. Amen. No matter how many mistakes we make, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We mess up and I mess up. You probably don't because you're all perfect and wonderful. (laughs) I mess up. I come to God. God, forgive me. Wash me, cleanse me, make me brand new, create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. Take me back to the joy of my salvation. That day when I first received you, that amazing revelation that Jesus died for me. He died for you. He died for this whole earth. That we could receive that love, that unconditional love. Wow. Let us not forget the joy of our salvation. Crack pots and all, let's shine for Jesus. Let's let him flow through us. Amen? I've gone totally off my notes here. (laughs) So the pots were used for different things that they were intended for. Sometimes we set out in life to do a certain course of action. And then life steps in. Do you know that God has a plan for you? I've already said that, but it's so important that we catch hold of that today. That no matter what's gone before, God's plan for you. And his ability to fill you with the new wine, the miraculous wine. Turning, you know, grapes are grown in the ground, grapes are crushed, wine is made. That's, that's a natural thing. The phenomena is natural. But when water is turned to wine, that's the miraculous. We see the absolute miraculous. Wine speaks of joy. Wine speaks of life. New wine speaks of bubble and pop. And when that water pot is filled with water and Jesus touches the water pot and it becomes that new wine and then the master of the ceremony comes and said, this is better than the first lot. How come? Usually you keep the worst wine to the last because then everybody's senses are not quite so sharp after they've drunk all the good wine and so the bad wine tastes really bad. But you kept the best till last. For us people, God has saved the best for us for the latter days that we're living in. No matter where you're at in God, no matter how old or how young you are, God has a plan. And God has kept that new wine ready for us. The wine that does not taint, the wine that does not taunt It doesn't scream of the past. That wine is the joy that God has for you today. And Jesus had that. His miracle, his first recorded miracle was that the wine would come into those pots. And it's such a picture of what Jesus does in our hearts when he gets hold of us. No matter what we've been before, God transforms us Look at the person next to you and say, you are a miracle. 
You are a miracle. You're a miracle because of God's hand upon your life. At his word, the natural becomes supernatural. Christ miraculously supplied and he will miraculously supply what we need today and our tomorrows when we seek him with all our hearts. Jesus showed himself to be God over nature, God over the natural, the substance of water that took form as wine. What a thing to do. That's a great thing to do at a wedding, isn't it? Just think about it. We see also at work the incredible grace of Christ. In the New Testament that he portrays that incredible love and provision in a time of festivity and then as he went to Calvary, he provided himself, miraculously provided himself as the sacrifice of God to pay the price for every single one of us. Sometimes I think about my life before I came to Christ and since. And I can't believe that God has been so good to me. And he is to you because God has no favourites. If your wines run out, ask Jesus to fill your pot again. If you're feeling empty, ask Jesus to fill that pot again. Because that's his heart's desire, is to fill you with all you need to complete your mission. You know, my, my prayer is that I will die empty. And that might sound really weird, but at the end of my days, I want to go home to be with Jesus knowing that I've emptied myself of all of myself and done what God has placed in me to do. That's my prayer. That was Pastor Vic's prayer. That's the prayer to pray. God, whatever you want to do, I surrender. Yield to him because he holds you in the palm of his hand and nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing, not height, nor depth, nor breadth, nor length, principalities, powers, seasons, circumstances, nothing can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus, your Lord. He is amazing. He is amazing. And he has a journey for each and every one of you. For some, it means there's going to be some pruning. It's a winter season that we're coming to in the natural. And in the winter, we get out and we prune the vines and we prune the trees but in the spirit, your spiritual season may be that you're coming into a time of fruit, that the spring is bringing the blossom and the blossom is the promise of fruit. But in the spirit, you may be in a winter time and God is taking things out of your life and he's saying, give me this or give me that. And to surrender those things to God means that he is going to graft into you the things, the very things you need for the season that you're about to enter into. Don't fear. Don't fear what God wants to do in your life because he's a good God. But if we don't let him prune us, then the season of fruit is minimal because for the fruit to form, 
the pruning has to happen. Amen. One word from Jesus. One word from Jesus. And he'll open those doors that you need opening. Sometimes the things we want are not God's best for us. See, I think sometimes if we got everything we asked for, we'd be in trouble. But only God knows what's good for us. He knows the beginning from the end and everything in between. And we've got to understand sometimes we've just got to trust him with that unknown. He's a good God. God knows what's best. He knows what you're walking through. He knows the pain you're going through. He knows your lack. He knows the need. He knows the breakthrough that is about to come into your life and he knows when it's going to happen too. So if you align yourself with God's word, in his word, in prayer, in praise, pull alongside of people of like faith of you, encourage one another, pray for one another, support one another. You know, David had five smooth stones and they'd been made smooth because of the water that was flowing over them. And when David came to confront the, the, the giant in the land, the Goliath, all he had were these stones. And yet he took the stone and he flung it and it hit Goliath in the head. And rather than fall backwards, he fell forward. And that was a miracle in itself because the law of physics says anything going in one direction will make you go that direction as well. And what happened was that one stone that he flung was enough. And we might look at what we've got in our hands and say, oh, it's not much. It's just a stone. It's just a stick. It's just a song I can sing or it's just a prayer I can pray. In the hand of God, when God anoints you to use it, you can do the miraculous. You can do anything that he calls you to do. Anything he calls you to do. Let faith rise in us in these days that we're living in, that we will not be limited by our minds, by mindsets, by wrong thinking, by circumstances, but we will be open for the filling of our vessels with that wine to believe God for everything he wants to do in us and through us. There's a world out here that needs to know Jesus. There's a world out here that needs to see the hope. There's a world that we need to embrace knowing that God, who is so merciful and loving, who saved us, is opening his arms to this community. And he wants to speak through you and you and you and you today. Ask Jesus to fill you. Ask him to fill you. Believe for those impossible acts. How am I going for time? Time? <laughs> Nearly there. Believe for those impossible acts and answers to prayer. Isaiah 40, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley, every low place will be brought up, will be exalted. Every mountain and hill will be brought down. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. For the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. 
God wants to break the mould of how we see ourselves. He wants to break the mould that has been placed around us, restricting us, limiting us, blinding us to the potential that he's put in us, breaking those moulds, those circumstances in life that have said you will never amount to much, you will never, you will, you will, you will, all of those things. No, if, I'll say it again, if God is for us, who can be against us? God has called you. Be a believer. Daniel 11, 14, I think it is. Those who believe in their God shall be mighty and do great exploits. I want to encourage you all today. God wants to do great exploits. Say, I'm an exploiter. In God. In God. Amen. Does that fill you with hope? You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. And I'm going to finish. God has that plan for our lives. If he turned water to wine... He took the natural substance and turned it into supernatural something. What can he do in you? And what does he want to do through you? How amazing that the hand of the master, our father God, who spoke the word and created the heavens and the earth, cares so much for you that he wants to fill you today. He wants to use you. He wants to heal you. He wants to encourage you. He wants you to get alongside of people who are going to walk the walk with you, not those that are going to pull you down and distract you from what God wants to do. He wants you to give you that future and that hope. And the times that we're living in, if we can be just the vessels that God has made us to be, not somebody else's pot, be your own cracked pot. And let the light shine through for his glory. Amen. Amen. Believing in Jesus in everything. So, I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you today that you are our wonderful God. You are our precious Lord. You are our Elohim. You are our El Shaddai. You are our Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Nissi. You are the banner over us. You are our all in all. And Lord God, as, as I've brought this word today, as you've been working in me, Lord, as I've prepared this message today, I thank you, Father, for everyone that sat under the sound of my voice today, Lord, that my words would not be heard but yours would. Father, for every precious one in this place and those listening online, I thank you today, Father God, that they would see themselves the way you have made them, you have moulded them, you have shaped them, but life has done things to the vessel that they are. And God, I pray right now for an outpouring of your spirit and a download of your spirit into every life, that Lord God, as you place your hand on the inside of every vessel, you are the potter, we are the clay, and you're going to scoop out all the dross. You're going to scoop out all of those things that are marring us, making us less than what you've made us to be. And we commit ourselves into your hands today. We surrender to you today. We pray, Father God, that as you do that, Lord, Lord, we yield ourselves to you and we ask you to fill us, Lord, with that new wine. 
new wine, Father God, the joy that cannot be taken, the joy that cannot be removed or undermined because it's the joy of the Lord which is our strength. We thank you today, Father God, that what you're going to do in our lives from this day forward is for your glory. I pray, Father God, that you would bring us into a time where the natural The things we see in the natural we can bring through into the spirit and bring into the supernatural, Father God, that we can pray and believe for the things that you want to do in us and through us, Lord God. We pray for supernatural provision, Lord God. We pray for supernatural, Father, healing for those of us who are in need of healing at this time, Father God. We pray, Father God, that we would be filled with your spirit daily, Lord God, with the power that would shine through these vessels, Lord God, that the excellence that is seen in us would be all of you and not of us, Father God. And I pray above all else, Lord God, that we would, Lord God, commit our lives to you. If you're listening or in this place today and don't know Jesus as Saviour and Lord, there's no place and no time like the present to say, Jesus, take my life. I ask you to forgive my sins. I ask you, Lord God, to become the Saviour and Lord of my life, that you, Lord God, would take hold of me and open the doors for me to walk in the path that you set for me. I ask and thank you, Lord God, for the forgiveness of my sins and an infilling of your spirit now to walk all the days of my life as your child. I commit myself into your hands now in the precious name of Jesus. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time today, please get in touch with us and we want to resource you with words, the word and, and stuff that you can, that's going to help you with your walk. But for all of us here today, Lord, I pray, Father God, that you would touch every life, every heart, no matter at what stage of our journey we are at, Lord God. We ask you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that the glory of the latter house is greater than the glory of the former house. And we thank you that you've brought us all to the kingdom for such a time as this. And I ask this and I pray this in the name of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Messiah. Give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. 